You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Wednesday. We hit hump day before the wild card round of the NFL. There's plenty of basketball going on in the area, college, high school, all that stuff. NBA going on as well. Little Mavs Lakers tonight, if I've got the schedule uh, correct. There's a lot going on. Texas getting ready to play TCU tonight. Coming up at 1230, we will get you the right call segment with Isaiah and get you a preview of Texas and TCU. I'm Chad Hastings. It is Chad and Zay on this Wednesday. Joined, as always, by Isaiah Collier. Called a little basketball last night on the high school level. Looking forward to some on the college level tonight. What's up, Zay? What's poppin', Chad? Happy hump day, everybody. Feeling good today. How you doing? Now I'm doing all right. I am doing all right. I'm trying to uh, – I'm getting into the feelings process about the NFL playoffs, specifically Cowboys and Bucks on a Monday night. I know there's a lot of discussion going on amongst the national media. It, it's, it's almost like two separate discussions. There's the discussion of that game, and there's the discussion of, I think, the teams that really matter in the NFL playoffs. I don't think either one of those teams is really going to make a big-time run. But they're just the most interesting. They are the most interesting teams playing each other. So I'm trying to figure all that out. I am a sicko with two NFL teams, and I am hoping the Cowboys get a win. But if you make me pick, I'm leaning more and more towards the Bucks winning the game itself. So I'm battling through all of that, and I definitely want to hear from some Cowboys fans today on how they feel. Because most Cowboys fans are not insane like me and actually have more than one favorite team. Yeah, you deserve this. So they are all right. I deserve. You deserve this for having two teams. You deserve both of your teams beating in the playoffs because you know one of them won't be advancing. Exactly. My, I have chosen this torment. Can't get both. But Cowboys fans, true Cowboys fans, they've got one team. They live and die with this one team. So I'd love to hear from them today. Remember, your specs text line is three three seven three seven seven six. Cowboys fans, today I think a simple fill in the blank is just probably in order because I hear a lot of talk about Mike McCarthy's future if they lose on Monday. So let's do it this way. If they win, blank. If they lose, blank. Fill it in, Cowboys fans. If they get a win against Tom Brady and the Bucks, does that give them momentum to really make a big run? Do you disagree with me? I don't think this, this Cowboys team is a Super Bowl-level team. I don't think they're a championship game-level team. Do you think I'm wrong? Do you think they're going to make a run like that if they get a win? And then on the other side, if they lose, are you the kind of Cowboys fan that would say, all right, that's it, McCarthy, you got to go, things have to change. It goes to Dan Quinn or it goes to another idea. Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at this game because you look at the Cowboys, what, 12-5 and five this season? That's pretty good. Mike McCarthy, back-to-back 12-win seasons, even though last year went horribly wrong on your boys' wedding day where they couldn't get the snap off in time mm. against the San Francisco 49ers and got them exited out of last year's playoffs. With how last week looked against Sam freaking Howe and the Washington Commanders. Again, Sam Howe, third-string quarterback. Well, yeah, definitely third-string quarterback for the Commanders. First game of his career to start, and the Cowboys gave the Commanders 26 points to their six. That game was brutal, and that left this conversation to be up to debate. Should Mike McCarthy keep his job if the Cowboys were to lose come Monday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think there's a lot more to it 
than just looking at Big Mike because, you know, look at just Jerry Jones' history with coaches. We know Jason Garrett, he was there forever. I think he has stakes in the Cowboys. That's how long he was there. Yeah. Wade Phillips, he got four years. This is Big Mike's third. So I think he deserves a fourth. I think if Dan Quinn conversations weren't coming up, like the fact that Dan Quinn is going to have interviews with the Broncos and probably some other teams, that has a lot of Cowboy fans concerned because they know how good this defense has been under Dan Quinn, even with all the injuries. Like The Cowboys have so many injuries on both sides of the ball, but especially defense and especially in that secondary. So, you know, for them to win 12 games with all those issues that they had, and yes, they've looked bad towards the end of the year, to go 4-1 and with Cooper Rush, you missed Dak Prescott. Dak's arguably having the worst season of his career, has to be. 15 interceptions, league leading with David's, uh, David Mills, three pick sixes Ugh. in like the last four weeks, it seems like, seven straight interceptions. It's not just Big Mike's fault. So Dak, right. Dak has taken a huge step back. Whether that, whether he's still handling his thumb injury, I don't know, but Dak has taken a huge step back, yet this team has still won 12 games. Look at the NFC as a whole right now, all the playoff teams, it's wide open. Say what you want about the Philadelphia Eagles. They did not look that good playing majority of their guys against the Giants who didn't play really anybody. They don't know how is Jalen Hurts' shoulder really going to be. Is Nick Sirianni, is he going to run the same type of RPO system that he's been running all year that's made them successful knowing that Jalen Hurts isn't 100%. And is he going to be able to take those hits? I don't know. You just talked about the Buccaneers who the Cowboys are facing. Tom Brady, 45. They're 8-9 and nine this season. You can't count on them. The Giants, are we going to count on Daniel Jones? I don't think so. Kirk Cousins, are we going to count on him with the Vikings? Probably not. Seahawks, Geno Smith, even though he's broken a lot of records this year for the Seahawks, I wouldn't bet on Geno Smith either. And then you got Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, who probably has the best team as a whole, but he is a rookie quarterback. So it's wide open, and if the Cowboys lose, people are going to look to that also. And, yeah, somebody has to take the fall. And right now, that seat's hot for Big Mike. It's interesting you brought that up. Great minds think alike. I was driving in today thinking of the NFC playoffs based on quarterbacks alone and the fact that you can't absolutely 100% trust any of them. They all have a little moment that could let you down. The the three quarterbacks I trust the most are in the AFC. Yeah. And they're the one, two, and three seeds in the AFC. Uh, That's a great point. By the way, you want something else that might distract a little bit in Dallas? Panthers have requested to talk to Kellen Moore. I just heard that. Right, just just coming down in the last couple hours, the Panthers have requested to speak to Kellen Moore. If you'll remember, uh, and I'm seeing it per Todd Archer on Twitter and other places, he interviewed with Miami and Jacksonville last year. So, uh, uh, Cowboys fans, you can kind of factor that in. Uh, somebody texted Kellen Moore's done if they lose. I hope. How do we never have an open receiver? Everyone knows Justin Jefferson's awesome, yet he finds open an open ten yards of space all the time. Uh. I'll take Justin Jefferson over CeeDee Lamb, though. Uh, yes. Let's keep uh, – Justin Jefferson's better than CeeDee Lamb. How about that? That's fair. That <laughs> is fair. This says if they win, they won't make it past the second round. Sorry, Dakota is not it. If they lose, we need a new quarterback. Please, McCarthy is safe. It's not him, according to I don't to think he's safe, though. Texter. It might not be him, but he ain't safe. Interesting. Some of the fans going directly after Dak. This says Dak ain't it. Cowboys lose by 10 Monday night. That's about the game I've got. 
I got it like 24-10, 24-13, somewhere in there. Mm-mm. I think it'll be a field goal game. I, I, I do. You like the Bucks to win, though. I, I do like the Bucks to win, but I don't feel that good about it. Oh, they can let you down, too. Yeah. Trust me. I've watched them way too much. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I've watched an 8-9 and nine team that won their division this year. But I just when, when they are at their absolute worst because he's the quarterback and a couple of the other guys that he's got to deal with, and I think their defense is a little better than what the Cowboys can be, they're awful. It's yeah. just a little bit better than the Cowboys' awful, if that's what meets up. Yeah, one thing about these playoffs, which I love, all the matchups, they've played one another during the regular season. But you can't go and look at the Cowboys' film, which that game was in week one. Cowboys lost 19-3. to You can't look at that film and base it on where both teams are now. Two completely different teams. Like, uh, Leonard Fournette, he had like 150 yards that game or over 120-something yards that game. You've been watching Tampa Bay all year. Their run game is atrocious. Yeah. It's terrible. Awful. So they might not have Ryan Jansen, Pro Bowl center for Tampa Bay. He might not play. He's still been kind of injured. And him and Tom Brady, they have a really good connection. That's going to be an issue. So if Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, if they could get pressure on Tom, which at 45, he's moving even slower than he once did when he was 30, and that's saying a ton because yep. he barely moved then, then they could cause problems. But, yeah, I, with how – they're, they're, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have a little bit of confidence to them. They put up like 17 points at half against uh, uh, the Falcons this past week and then took everybody out. So if they would have played everybody, they would have won that game. And then the way they played against the Panthers the week before, finally Mike Evans and Tom Brady are starting to get going. They had three touchdowns combined with the two. Uh, it's going to be tough to stop just with the way Dakota Prescott's been playing lately. Yeah, some teams to me just look more comfortable in a messy game. And the Bucks are more comfortable messy. Remember Brady with the Patriots? They could be in some of the ugliest-looking games, but they felt so comfortable in them. Those, what, three Super Bowls he won? Buy a field goal, <laughs> late, drive, get Vinatieri, kick. Maybe it wasn't the most beautiful thing in the world. I think the Cowboys need pretty. They need the game to be pretty and go their way. They need it to be way in their favor. Coming up in the crap bag today, I'm going to get into the turnover thing and just how critical I think it is for the Cowboys. I think it's important for everybody. I think it's crucial for the Cowboys because I hate the way they react to turnovers. Yeah. I think they're really bad at it. Yeah, you look at the turnover stats and Buccaneers' favor, it's not looking good for the Cowboys. Yeah. If you just look at just stats and you're superstitious like that. Yeah, so we'll we'll get into some of that. Uh, Interesting text, though, rolling in here. Specs text line 337-3776. Cowboys fans, if they win, what? If they lose, then what? This says they win, fire McCarthy and more. If they lose, (laughs) if they lose, fire McCarthy and more. So there is – and we have people saying yes – Nate says, yes, take his dumb ass. I'm assuming that's referring to to Kellen Moore. No, they're saying saying, take him Carolina, I think is what they're saying. If the reports are, uh, somebody says Kellen Moore going to the Panthers would be the greatest thing for the Cowboys so they can actually get a real OC. See, I'm one of those Cowboy fans kind of on this path. My overall thought is your head coach doesn't care about details, your OC doesn't care about details, and your quarterback doesn't care about details. As long as those – and your owner and GM – None of those people care about the details of football. Until that changes, I'm a Cowboys fan that'll like them, I'll root for them, but I can't live and die anymore. 
I can't do it. I can't give them my whole heart and then be really crushed when they lose. I'm not going to be crushed if they lose, like surprised crushed on Monday night if they lose. Yeah. I'm, pre- I'm prepared for it. Yeah, and look, Cowboys fans, I know Sean Payton's out there, and he's starting to take interviews also. And, yeah, he's still signed with the New Orleans Saints. It would have to be a trade situation, but he ain't going to the Cowboys. He saw what Jerry Jones did to his mentor, uh, Bill Parcells, and said, yo, that's one of the toughest guys I know. If he could drive him out and make him go crazy and not allow him to control the team that he wants to be able to control, then why would Sean Payton go do that? We know how Jerry is. Big Mike's just enough yes man to get the job. Even though he's a Super Bowl uh, winning coach, Big Mike is the perfect yes man, and he also has a little bit of skins on the wall to go along with that yes man, which is a perfect situation. A lot of people, when they look at Dallas, they say, yeah, it's a good job, but how much control am I going to have? And that's an issue. That's an issue when you're trying to get big-time guys. So Dan Quinn, if he could be good with that, which I'm sure – I think he would be, then, hey, make the fire, I guess. But Big Mike, he is good with that, Mm -hmm. obviously. He's got you two 12-win seasons. Yes, San Francisco went AWOL last year. We saw what happened with the Commanders a couple games ago. We saw what happened with the Jaguars, pick six to lose the game. You almost lost to the Texans, et cetera. But whatever happens come Monday night, we'll just (laughs) – It's one of those things we'll just have to see. But I'm not blaming Big Mike for this season. It's tough to do that. And I think if guys like Sean Payton's name weren't out there and if Dan Quinn wasn't taking jobs and now Kellen Moore isn't taking interviews and stuff like that, then the conversation would be a little bit different. I wonder if Dan Quinn were actually interviewed for that job legitimately. Would he want football people in place and would he sort of require that? I think Sean Payton would, which is why I don't think there's any – I don't think there's a chance that's going to actually happen. I think Sean Payton knows – what he would need and he would need to ask Jerry to get him some football people and Jerry's not going to do that so I think that stops before it starts and I agree with you on on the the Sean Payton the the Sean Payton thing to me it's it's not even kind of interesting to me because I don't think it's anywhere close to happening sounds nice could have had him for years let it go by and they've just sort of let that thing float here's a scary thought for Cowboys fans Zay do you know who the last Cowboys coach is to make the playoffs and back-to-back seasons Oh, gosh. I would not have guessed this name. Hmm. Barry Switzer. Chan Gailey. Chan Gailey in 88, uh, 98, and 99. Fired after 27 and 10, uh, 27 10 loss in the wild card round to Minnesota. Jerry Jones has called the quick decision to move on from Gailey so quickly a mistake. And so he like regretted it? He regretted doing that. Apparently he's told people that recently. You just mentioned it. McCarthy, two straight 12-win seasons. And I'll keep saying this. Y'all all may think that the Cowboys are a long way away from the Super Bowl. And I would agree with you. Jerry doesn't. Jerry thinks they're close. He thinks they're that far away. He's got a coach that's won it all. He thinks he has a quarterback that's elite. He thinks he has one of the best offensive coordinators in the league, and he thinks he knows football better than anybody, and if not, Steven knows the rest. Well, we just said all the quarterbacks in the NFC that are in the playoffs right now. In a way, he's got a little bit of a point. Oh, I no, I understand. If you look at just quarterbacks alone who are left in the NFC, 
they are just a little bit away. But that's the extra insulting part of it. Because if he if they match up eventually, if they do get by the Bucks and they matched up with San Francisco again, who would you pick? San Francisco. With Brock Purdy. Not even close. Why? You, uh, do you see his connection with George Kittle right now? Both of those guys uh, coming from Iowa, one Iowa State, the other Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, it's crazy. Depot Samuel back. They got the best defense in the league. That's easy. Not even close. Because the Niners would scheme the ever-living hell out of the Cowboys, just like they did last year. And the Cowboys would make little mistakes, just like they did last year. (laughs) That's what would happen. (laughs) So, Cowboys fans, let us know what you think. If they win, what do you do? If they lose... What do you do? We have yet to hear. I haven't heard from anybody that uh, thinks that, that it's a big run coming. This one does say Cowboys will win, but in overtime with Dak throwing a bombshell of a touchdown to shut the haters up. Oh, wait, and the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl. There oh, you go. Man. Come on. Wow. Come on. Somebody says, are you really scared of the Bucks? That offense has looked awful all season. Tom Brady has been mediocre. Poof. Gotta be. It's Brady in the playoffs. Scared's not the right word. I'm just telling you, I don't like the matchup for the Cowboys. Somebody's bringing up Bucks are banged up on the back end of their defense. You're right. So is Dallas. So is Dallas. (laughs) Anybody else terrified? I've heard Rob Babers talk about it for a couple weeks now. The other side from Diggs. Diggs can get busted up a little too, but the other side, wow. Yeah. Who's covering those guys? Chris Godwin could have a monstrous Monday night if the Bucs draw it up right. Not sure if Gage is going to be healthy for the game. The Bucs have been banged up throughout the season. Again, I'm on the record. This could be one of the ugliest games you've ever watched in your life. Yeah, it if could the, be brutal. If the wrong two teams show up, it's just if that happens, I'm going to trust the team that Tom Brady's playing on a little more than I am the one that Dak and Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are dealing with. Yeah, Tampa Bay, they're going to attempt to run the football just because – playoff football you have to if you want to have any success but it's going to come down to what throws Brady can make and how much confidence that he has in other guys because yeah I like that point there that Rod Babers made you just doubled down on Diggs being on one side we know his assignment's probably going to be Mike Evans I would try to follow Mike Evans as much as we can but that guy, Chris Godwin, who's been up and down this year, just like the Bucks have been, if he gets going in the slots and he, you know, he's so good run after catch. I know he had that injury that he's slowly coming back from. But, yeah, again, if he gets going, Cowboys, look out. Yeah, it could be tough. Uh, let us know what you think, Cowboys fans. Also, if you are a Longhorn fan, a little bit of good news for you on the football side today. There's some questions out there for the Longhorns in terms of coaching staff and some other things. But they got an uh, answer in terms of uh, another guy in the 2024 class. So this will be three commitments now in the 2024 class. Trey Owens, uh, a badass quarterback out of Cypress, Texas. Cy Fair, if I'm not uh, mistaken. 6'5". 200. Oh, I love a good tall quarterback. Yeah, pro style, baby. Tall but not too tall. I like that 6'5". Once you get over 6'7", it's too much. Yeah, once you get into that Brock Osweiler area, six, three it gets to a little six, scary. Six, yeah, so, like yeah you're good with that. You're like good with that. that. Yeah, like shout that. out to Trey Owens, 2024. Has a good arm, three-star quarterback. And, yeah, he, I think he'd go be a little work in progress once he gets here to the 40. But, you know, Mac Jones, he wasn't no five-star quarterback when he went to Alabama and Steve Sarkis. 
Sarkeesian got him right, and look at him. He's been a two-year starter for the New England Patriots who went to the playoffs last year and almost made the playoffs this year. So I think it will be a work in progress with uh, Trey Owen, especially with you know when you've got uh, Arch Manning in the quarterback room now. But, yeah, big-time signing. I completely agree with this texture here. This says, guys, it'll be an even matchup. Both teams have issues. If the Cowboys keep the game close, Tampa Bay all day. If the Cowboys put their foot on the gas, Cowboys win. And then they also add, Cowboys lose, clean house. Cowboys win, change the OC. One thing to keep in mind, J.J. will always find a way to showcase Dak Prescott. Yes, exactly. Yes, Jerry does love his quarterbacks. There's no Sean doubt do. about that. And I, Dak just got paid. But I agree with that game. If everybody's kind of watched, beaked in on these Bucks games, I hope you haven't watched them too much because they're ugly. But, Zay, don't, don't keep the game close. Don't get into the fourth quarter and have it be just one or two scores. I agree with what they said. Cowboys need to get out in front, need the game to go really well, and they need to have foot on the gas, everything go their way early because Tom Brady will show up late if you let him. Out of the eight games the Buccaneers won this year, probably four of them were comeback wins, mm-hmm. you would say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ugly. <laughs> yeah, real Nasty ugly. Win. Like yeah. three-fourths of the game. Like half the fourth quarter they're terrible, and then two drives when they need it. Yeah, Brady's cussing for about 45 minutes, and then <laughs> exactly. those and other three minutes, he's ecstatic. And he's smiling for the rest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Smiling for that last uh, that last 15. All right. Uh, coming up, we will continue to talk football. Cowboys fans, let us know what you think there. We'll get into more of the Cowboys stuff, turnover numbers and things in the crap bag, and why I think Monday night it is so critical for the Cowboys to have a nice, clean game, specifically number four. Up next, let's talk some Longhorn basketball. Big game against TCU tonight to try to get win number 14 and conference win number three. Zay's going to tell you what you need to know going into it next on The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now there's a word that I don't understand. I hear it every day for my man. It may be cockney, rhyme, and slang. It ain't in no school book. He says it every time that he gets mad. Wow. All right. Like that bass line? Sounds like a British accent on that guy, too. But I. I don't know it. Should I know this name? Have I heard this name? I ain't heard it. You haven't heard it? No. Is it a single artist or a band? A group. It's a group. Um, man, I do not know. I'm going to throw out Thin Lizzy. No idea. No. Who is it? Chaz and Dave. Who? Chaz and Dave. Cha-cha. Chaz and Dave. Man, not, not familiar. C-H-A-Z? Chaz? C-H-A-S. O-A-S. My bad. Chaz. Chaz and Dave. All right. Once again, 
Zay finding some stuff. You going 70s there? What is that? 79. Yeah. That's a 79. Yeah, definitely. Right in there. See, I can't be expected to know all of it. That's, I'm four or five years old. <laughs> True. I'm just discovering True. the NFL today and Brent Musburger right about that time. I can't be expected to be following Chaz and Dave. All right. Uh, that gets us started musically today. We've already ta- uh, started talking Cowboys and football and how to deal with a win or a loss. Uh, one of our last texters says, clean house if they lose. Got multiple fans, a couple fans win or lose, saying they think that Kellen Moore needs to move on and maybe uh, Mike McCarthy needs to move on as well. But Jerry has said that's not really what Monday is about for him. At least that's what he says. We'll see where that goes. If you have any thoughts, Specs text line 337-3776. If they win, what do you do? If they lose, what do you do uh, in that uh, – in in the Cowboys situation. We'll continue to talk NFL. Obviously those games happen Saturday, Sunday, and then Cowboys Bucks is on Monday for you. We'll have it for you right here on the horn. Six o'clock pregame, seven fifteen on the kick. Cowboys and Bucks. Speaking of things on the horn, tonight we've got basketball for you. Texas men taking on TCU. It is an 8 o'clock tip, 7.30 on the pregame time. Texas trying to get uh, win number 14 overall, trying to go 3-1 and one in conference play. We'll talk about why that is important. But right now, let's get you the right call segment here, Zay. Longhorns trying to come back off of this win from Oklahoma State and keep the momentum going. That's right. The Right Call segment is brought to you by Syntex Tickets. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your concert tickets, theater, stand-up, and sports tickets. It's very easy. Just go to SyntexTickets.com, and Nate will hook you up. And, yeah, Chad, tonight is a huge game in the Big 12 at the Moody Center, 8 o'clock. The Horns got the Horn Frogs coming in in TCU, which TCU, they just lost a heartbreaker on Saturday to Iowa State game. Kausher, number 22 for Iowa State, hit a nasty step-back jumper from Steph Curry range to really ice the game and win it for the Cyclones. So TCU is looking to bounce back from that. And the Horns, they got a big dub this past Saturday against Oklahoma State. It wasn't pretty, but, hey, we know these dubs in the Big 12 are hard to come by, especially on the road. Oklahoma State, they're a solid team. They almost beat the Kansas State team that the Horns Put, uh, gave up 116 to last night. So all of these games are so hard to judge, so much parity in this conference. And if the Horns want to win tonight, they got to stop Mike Miles. Mike Miles, point guard, uh, TCU. It seems like he's been there forever. It seems like we've known about Mike Miles since he was a kid, like in the fourth grade. He was the one of the first big-time viral kids to go like huge like playing with the Texas Titans playing with guys like uh, Cade Cunningham and he also played with Greg Brown on AAU a few years ago so Mike Miles averaging almost 20 he could really go and you know he got in foul trouble against Iowa State and a little struggled in the first half and then he came along with it in the second half the matchup tonight with Mike Miles will be Tyrese Hunter. Tyrese Hunter, he's been up and down. He was really good in that Kansas State game, having around 28, 29 points, and he struggled a lot like the rest of the guys against Oklahoma State. So he just needs to find some consistency, and he's going to probably have the assignment of defense on Mike Miles. They had their battles last year when Tyrese was on Iowa State, and this year it's going to be no different. So if you could slow down Mike Miles, then you slow 
slow this whole team down. Emmanuel Miller, he's a solid player, really athletic, averaging 13 a game. Damian Bowe, he's been there for a long time. He could hoop it up, too, for uh, uh, Jamie Dixon's team. So, yeah, this TCU team, they're both tied for fourth right now. Whoever wins this game will take the lead, both losing one game in the Big 12. And just like every other Big 12 game, it's huge. And being a late one tonight, the Horns, they got to buckle down and get back to how they played on Saturday. Defense first and let the offense come second because you've got to stop guys before you're worried about putting up points. So I think the Horns could pull it off tonight, but it starts with stopping Mike Miles Jr. So, again, 8 o'clock tip on this one tonight. Uh, so, Zay, after what you saw in Stillwater, obviously we know Chris Beard will not coach this team the rest of the year, but they want to play Chris Beard defense. They want to still feel like a, the type of team that he wanted them to be. Do you trust them after that game in Stillwater that, okay, they can play the Chris Beard brand of defense even if he's not out there? Yeah, yeah, I do, because I think Kansas State is a lot better than what people think. They're okay. 4-0 right now, leading the Big 12 along with Iowa State and Kansas. So I think that was one of those games where you still got that cloud hanging over the campus. You don't know if Chris Beard's going to be coming back. You don't know if he's going to be you know, gone for good. Now that they know, they can exhale and just play. Hearing Brock Cunningham, Timmy Allen, and Marcus Carr talk about the situation, they were very mature about it and they said hey we got our own goals to set we understand that there's more to just you know having a coach on the sideline we're playing for the university we're playing for ourselves we're playing for our teammates and now we're playing for coach Terry so with all that stuff behind them now they can focus on winning the big 12 championship and having a deep run in March and that's the aspirations these guys wanted at the beginning of the year. Interesting that TCU and Texas are both sitting at 2-1 and one in conference, kind of the mid to upper level. They've got three teams ahead of them that are undefeated. You mentioned Kansas State at 4-0. and Iowa State and Kansas are both 4-0 and as well. So you don't want to start falling back too quickly into Big 12 if you really want to fight uh, for the top of this conference. Five, The top five teams right now in the conference are ranked, and Zay, I'm hearing this morning that as of last night into today, Lenardi's got 9 out of 10 in the Big 12 in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And all 10 might go. Baylor's 0-3 right now. Baylor, yes. Scott Drew's Baylor team that was ranked high in the beginning of the season. So things could really change. I feel like Baylor's going to get a lot better. They got a lot of young guys. But Mark Adams' team, Texas Tech, they're 0-4. They got blown out last night against Iowa State. Mm-hmm. You got to play them this weekend. You don't think they don't want to beat you even though Chris Beard's gone. They're still salty about that. They want to come in, and that's a rival game for them. So that's going to be a huge one, and they're playing for their lives. So, yeah, it's a gauntlet. It's an absolute juggernaut. It's the best conference in all of college basketball, and you got another big test tonight. By the way, interesting game last night. It'll kind of go under the radar for some people, but K-State did get the win. You mentioned it. 65-57. Oklahoma State went in there and kind of mucked it up. Made it kind of an ugly game. Kansas State still got out of it, and Marquise Noel continues to be their leader. 20 points, 5 boards, 7 assists. Not the game he had the last couple, but he's still leading them. He's still making plays. 
Did you see the alley oop to Johnson late in that oh, game? Oh, that's crazy. Oh, it was so good. And that place is always tough to play. Manhattan, Octagon of Doom, the whole thing. They used that energy to get the win. It wasn't a brilliant performance, but they are still undefeated. Kansas State up to number 11 in the rankings, and they look like they deserved it last night. If you would have told me before the season the best team in Kansas might be that team in Manhattan, I would have slapped the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to slap the crap out of you and would have told you you're crazy, but that might be a case. You know, Kansas, they struggled with Oklahoma yesterday. They were down by 10 with about four minutes to go. The Horns, they just beat Oklahoma by one. So that Oklahoma team, they could hoop, but still, like Kansas State, they're for real. Marquise Noel, he's every bit of Harlem and plays like it. He's 5'8", gets buckets, drops dimes. He's been an absolute problem in the Big 12. Keontae Johnson, we saw what he does. He's an absolute problem too. So, yeah, man. And it's just, you got to bring it every night. There's no off yeah. nights. It doesn't matter if Texas Tech's 0-4. It damn sure don't matter if Scott Drew's team, who won the national championship two years ago, is 0-3. You could catch an L any night. So, yeah, if the Horns bring it tonight, then they should be good. But watch out for uh, Eddie Lampkin, too, big man for TCU. If he could get going, he's kind of struggled this year. Mm-hmm. He was really good last year, especially as of late. If he could get going, we know the Horns are a little light in the ass when it comes to inside play. I love Dylan DeSue, but, you know, sometimes he can look a little bit light in there. So as uh, Dylan Mitchell, Brock Cunningham, etc. Don't get Eddie Lampkin going because if he gets going inside, that can also be an issue. Also, this would be the first game at the Moody Center since the announcement that Chris Beard is being fired. I believe I've got the timing right on that, right? Yeah, sounds right. They made the announcement, and we were just a couple days away from Stillwater. So let's see about the fan base. Did they show up against TCU? Do they bring that same energy we've seen at the Moody Center already now that that key piece of it has been removed? You hope for Coach Terry and this team that the people still keep showing up and make it a crazy barn for TCU to deal with. Yeah, yeah, you definitely hope that. And we know what's going on with, you know, the Calipari situation. They threw somebody out of Rupp Arena last night because yeah, Kentucky, was was Kentucky was getting blasted. Some fool had a sign that said, just go to Texas already. Wow. And they and threw, they him, threw out. him out. <laughs> they threw his ass out. Dude. That was a bad loss. I ain't going to lie. That was a bad loss for Kentucky losing to South Carolina. Oh, okay. who I got didn't blown. They, lost. they got blown. South Carolina got blown out by Rick Barnes' crew by almost 40 a few days ago. And then they turn around and, and they beat. turn around and beat Kentucky. So that and really looks bad. And that's in Lexington. Yes. You're saying, okay. Yes. Gotcha. So that looks awful. They looked horrible against Alabama. Kentucky did uh, uh, this past weekend. Mm, I don't like that, you know, there's Calipari talks. I don't like that for Coach Terry, but, you know, you knew that was going to happen. You knew it. Oh, you yeah, knew there's, there's going to be big names. You know there's going to be big names yeah. being thrown out there. Absolutely. So, Coach Terry, he understands it. He gets it. He's yeah. been in the game for a long time. He gets it. Those Kentucky people care about their basketball just <laughs> a little bit. Just <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, they have not been happy with Calipari lately. Uh, that's I, I, I saw the headline. I hadn't read what, exactly what the sign said. At least it wasn't vulgar or anything. Uh, coming up at 1.05, more Longhorn Talk with Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Plus, he is a Cowboys fan. We'll get his thoughts on Cowboys and Bucks, but also – 
the latest recruit for the Longhorns in the class of 24. They threw a quarterback in there, Trey Owens out of Cypress. We'll get his thoughts on that. Also, Texas needs a new wide receivers coach. And questions continue to kind of not swirl, but there are questions out there from Longhorn fans about will Gary Patterson be back for 2023 in that analyst role or would he move on uh, to something else? Uh, We'll get into all of that with Justin coming up at 105. Up next in the crap bag, turnovers are important for everybody, but I think they are crucial for the Cowboys. We'll look at some of the numbers and unexpected numbers from last year's playoffs that apply to, I would argue, everybody else except the Cowboys. This is the Horn. This sounds like anthrax to me. You're right. Yeah, there we go. Caught in a mosh. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's a great one live. Ironic. This song's called Caught in the Mosh. I wouldn't want to be caught in the mosh pit with this song. Five minutes. Somebody's seriously injured. I have been at multiple, been multiple of shows where this has gone, been going on. I watch from a distance. <laughs> To you. It's like clapping with one hand. Caught in the mosh. There you go. Anthrax, one of the big four of metal, of thrash metal. Uh, I guess it is. Thran- uh, Anthrax and Chaz and Dave getting us started today. Good stuff there. God, I haven't heard caught in a mosh in a while. Always a big one. Always a big one at the Anthrax shows. All right, shout out to all you Anthrax fans today. Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday. A lot of great texts coming in. Somebody saying, as a Cowboys fan, they'd rather face the Eagles than the Niners if it comes to that. Others wondering how they're going to cover Mike Evans. Uh, Somebody saying they think there's too much focus on the offense. It's about the defense for the Cowboys. And if they get pressure on Brady, it changes the whole game. It does. Totally agree with that. But I also think that, uh, and I'll get to it here in a second, I think the Cowboys' offense can also help their defense out. Uh, Cowboys, they need some of that complimentary football Steve Sarkeesian likes to talk about because when they don't get it, I think that's when it really can sink them. We'll talk more Cowboys and Longhorns coming up with Justin Wells in our flex segment at 1.30. Zay will tell you about Glenn getting the win over Rouse last night. Zay was on TV again with Roger Wallace calling a little high school basketball. We will get all that to you. And uh, remember, it is a Wednesday that features basketball tonight. 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock tip, Texas and TCU. That means fight night pushes to 11 o'clock tonight. Well, we will have the Longhorn Blitz podcast for you tomorrow uh fight night at 11 sports guys talking wrestling at midnight featuring a lot of discussion about vince mcmahon back in stephanie mcmahon stepping down and all that kind of stuff going on in wwe right now all right uh let's get into the crap bag here we'll talk about the uh, most obvious thing you can talk about when you talk about the nfl 
Chad's Crap Bag. Crap Bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Y'all hear me talk about it all the time, the turnover margin. But it is interesting to watch in the NFL now. Sometimes it really, really matters. At other times, it doesn't. I think it kind of can go team to team. So we just finished up with the regular season, 7-3 and three this last uh, week 18 at New Orleans, the Giants, and the Rams all won the turnover battle but lost the game. For the year, it's 77%. You win the turnovers, you win the game. Generally, it's talked about like it's around 80. It's actually been just under that the last few years. But check this number out from last year. Last year in the playoffs, teams were 6-3 and three when they won the turnover battle. And I didn't, in digging in a little bit, there's a couple teams that stood out to me. Tampa Bay was plus five in the playoffs last year. They were plus two against the Rams and lost. Then in the Super Bowl, the Bengals were plus two against the Rams and lost. So how does that happen? A team like the Rams was able to overcome it. Sean McVay, the scheming the quarterback, the play calling. This is where I'll get back to the Cowboys and say when the Cowboys get themselves into turnover trouble, it buries them. It buries them in a different way. Even if Dak doesn't throw a pick six, if you throw a pick six, it's clearly uh, a different situation. But the Cowboys, to me, above maybe not every other team, I could say the same about Jacksonville feels that way to me. Heck, the Bucks are a team like that. The Bucks can't get themselves in turnover trouble. They're really going to sink themselves. The Cowboys this year, when they win, they're a combined plus 13 in turnovers, and they've thrown nine picks. All Dak, by the way. When they lose, minus three in the turnovers put together, and nine picks in those five games for Dak. Actually, those weren't all Dak. Rush did have three of those picks in the losses, in the one loss he had. But nine picks for Dak in the losses. Zay, I found one game. There's only been one game this year where Dak was the starter, where he played and didn't throw a pick. What game was that? Minnesota. (laughs) That's the only one. I think I'm right on that. That is a scary, scary stat. And you have games like Detroit. They were plus four in turnovers, but he he didn't throw a pick, he being rush in that game. Minnesota, plus one in turnovers, but they don't throw a pick. These last few games, though, you got two against the Giants, the one against Indy, two against Houston, one against Philly, two against Tennessee. Those are all in wins, which is great. But, Zay, there's no way to me he can throw a couple of picks in this game Monday night and they win the game. Yeah. Want to hear another statistic? Sure. Cowboys fans, Tom Brady is 20-1 and in the playoffs when his team wins the turnover battle. Wow. That's a good number. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good number. 20-1. and one. And the one thing you can say about the Bucs in general. Now, the Bucs had that game a few weeks ago. Can't remember who it was against. Was it in New Orleans or in Atlanta? Where they were just sloppy as hell. And it was like four straight possessions. They turned the ball over. And it was, it was messy. But I think that maybe – I don't think that's one of the games they, they came back in. I think they lost that game. But normally they can keep – it can stay pretty clean. And that's a huge stat that you're bringing up there. Which is why, even though as a team, I don't trust the Bucs to make any kind of big Super Bowl run, you got to trust Tom Brady in a playoff game. 
Yeah. To be careful with the ball, to, to protect the ball. And then to go to another guy people have been ripping on today, I also think Dak interceptions really affect Kellen Moore. It also it also sticks it, it sticks a, a – how he calls the rest of the game? Yes, how yeah. he calls the next drive, how he calls the rest of the game. He doesn't want to officially you know, latch on to that run game like he should and, and help Dak out anyway. But then when Dak throws the pick – I mean, just look at that Washington moment. He almost throws a pick six. Guy slips and drops it. And either Kellen Moore or Dak or both decided, we're going right back to it. (laughs) Let's get right back on that horse. I know he can make that throw. Instead of chill out, run the ball, play action. That's another thing people are calling for today. They're absolutely right. Not enough play action for the Cowboys. The numbers are out there. The research is out there. You don't have to run the ball for play action to work. You don't even have to have – you can do it on the very first play of the game and it statistically shows it will work. Dak is, has been successful off of play action. They don't do it enough. Play action to the tight ends, play action to other, other, uh, other players. They don't do that near enough. And This, like, this could be a big game for the tight ends. Endershot, Ferguson, Dalton be. Schultz. Yeah. If they utilize that play action game like you're saying, those guys, especially with how much attention CD Lamb is starting to take up, those guys should have big games. And Dak Prescott loves throwing into his tight ends. So do it more. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a little more of that comfort in the middle of the field. Give him some of that rhythm. Uh, I don't understand why they don't do it more. But uh, it is the most obvious thing you can say about this game. But he cannot throw those picks again. It's different. If you have somebody, if you have a Patrick Mahomes, again, if you have that Ram scheme and team from last year that can overcome it, okay. But don't go into a game as a Cowboys fan telling me you'd be comfortable with minus two in turnovers, minus three in turnovers. That's not going to work. That is not going to work. In their losses, they are even, minus three, even, plus one, minus one. But they have thrown one, one pick, three picks, two picks, two picks, one pick. They don't have a loss, but they didn't throw a pick. Mm. It is one of the critical elements for these Cowboys because it deflates all of them. Because then, Zay, we talked about quarterback leadership before, the facial leadership of a quarterback. Dak, to me, doesn't get mopey, but he does kind of go mid-level. He just kind of stares. Yeah, like zones out. He does. Yeah, he gets a little bit yeah, – and I don't think he, he projects – what they need at that point. Then Kellen Moore starts calling the plays a different way, and it all just. And then you know Mike McCarthy's not worried about details after that. Dak forgets about the details. All Kellen Moore thinks then is we gonna throw it and get him out of this trouble. And then it just goes the other way, man. If they can keep it together from the very beginning of the game, they may they ha- they may have a shot, but they're gonna need an early lead, and they are going to need to be clean. I don't even need them to get turnovers from the Bucs. I'd love it. I'd love it for the Cowboys. Just don't give them stuff. You're hurting your defense when you do it, and then you're just throwing energy into that crowd, energy into Brady. And as much as as you talked earlier about the Bucs and how bad they are running the ball, I think Hankins playing or not in this game might be the most important thing for Dallas. Because the numbers show that when he's in, they're pretty good run defense-wise. When he's out... They're really bad. And I wonder if this is the kind of game where, where Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich think, I wonder how many of those guys want to tackle Leonard Fournette tonight. Yeah. Let's see if they want to tackle Leonard. They didn't o- want to tackle him week one. Over and over and over. Make it ugly. Control the clock. 
time of possession, and we will Leonard Fournette them until they decide to tackle him. That's one of my big fears as a Cowboys fan here, especially if Hankins doesn't play. But even if he does, are they ready to stand up to Leonard Fournette and say, nope, Tom, you got to come beat us? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like rocket science to this game. If Dak Prescott takes care of the ball and, like you said, doesn't turn that rock over, Cowboys win. If he does, they lose. Yeah, right. No, you That's just, just how it's been all year for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott and, you know, then it goes back to Kellen Moore, like you said again. Or is he putting Dak in the right situation to be successful along with this offense? And sometimes he doesn't do that, which that's why we got Specs text line people talking about, get rid of Kellen Moore. And this guy's like, all right, you get rid of me. I might take a job somewhere else because he's still wanted. Yeah, he does. Man, I'm t- I, I just – I could not believe that when I saw that today. The Rams won the championship game and the Super Bowl, a combined minus four in turnovers. Like that's that shouldn't happen. Yeah, that's wild. That if, is odd. If you if you love if you, if you're a Bucks fan or a Bengals fan and you hear that, that should drive you insane. How did they beat you if you had my, if you pull plus two in the turnovers in a game that important? That's a all credit to McVay and that team for fighting out of it. That's the fight I don't think the Cowboys have, man. They got to be on it. They have to be they have to be on from the beginning. Cuz I know which one of these two teams Monday night can come back off a of ugly. Yeah. And it ain't the dudes wearing the star. It's nope, the it's, PB12. It's the dudes wearing the skull on the side of their helmet. They can do it. Because Brady will just, like we said, he just mess around for a while, whatever. Yeah. Look mad, scream, folks holler, out. break stuff. And then it's like, oh, we need a drive? What's the score? Uh, you're down 13. Oh, we just need two drives? Okay, well, we're fine. Dak needs a little bit more of that. He does. Like, go look at Troy Aikman film, three-time Super Bowl champion. Yep. How P.O. To- Troy Aikman used to be, uh, uh, you know, during those post-Jimmy Johnson days. And just, he couldn't take it. We always talk about, you know, the concussions or what threw Troy out the game, which it was, but a lot of it was him being disgruntled with how things were being yeah. ran in that organization during his later years. Yeah, I've, that's a great point. I wonder, I've wondered if Dak doesn't get on the receivers more for when they drop a ball. Oh, he's nice. Because he deep down knows he's going to throw bad ones. Yeah. He, he knows that half or more than half are him. So does he not want to get on them? Because I agree with you. I think he needs yeah, to Yeah, Troy Aikman was one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. Oh. It ain't my fault. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah, most of the time when eight was saying it wasn't his fault, yeah. he was right. <laughs> that was an accurate Same dude. with Brady. Yeah. It ain't my fault. Dan You're Marino right. had a little a-hole in him. It ain't my fault. Yeah, dude, I put that ball right on you. Catch right it. on you. You have to catch the ball. It's the league. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the Cowboys can stay in the in this league's playoff uh, playoffs on Monday night against the uh, Bucks. There's some numbers to think about there as we get ready for that one. We'll continue to break it down. We'll get Justin Wells' thoughts on it next. Justin of Inside Texas. Also, a thought on the Longhorn uh, quarterback recruit that just showed up in the 2024 class. Uh, the commitment there. We'll get his thoughts. His thoughts on the future of the Texas coaching staff. Need a wide receivers coach? Is Gary Patterson going to hang out? We'll check in with him on all of it. Don't move. It's the horn.